What's up, world? It's your boy, Sway, from MTV News, shouting from the mountaintop that MLS is back. And so is the pain for episode 93 of Knifey Lion Lion Radio. We made it for the team, with a team that's in the lower leagues, in case you haven't heard. My name is Jonah, a sunburnt and sleepy god perched high atop Mount Knife. Joining me today with his first appearance since March 2nd, (laughs) Snake from Soccer. I can't believe you actually have the date the last time I was on. That's worrisome for me. (laughs) It says more about how few episodes there have been. I just like looked back for a little and listened to the intro. I was like, oh, there he is. (laughs) What's good to be back? Hi, everybody. March, April, May, June, July. That's a long Don't time. Don't remember them. Don't remember them. Well, my next thing here, this is a perfect time to drink a pop right when you start speaking. Uh, Nick, <laughs> real quick yeah. for everyone out there, could you sum up the last three months of your life for everyone out there who's been missing you so much? Um, much like everybody else, I've been uh, holed up in my house and the new house. I wish I had some type of tales. It would be interesting, but um, literally just days of waking up, walking around my house, working on a computer and cleaning up messes for my kids and uh, just being freaked out anytime I hear anyone cough. You, uh, in your line of, what I don't even know, are you, are you working from home? You <laughs> schooling from home? You, you, were in you got a job? Yeah, I mean, what uh, even? So yeah, I, I do actually recently have been going back um, into the fray, if you will. Uh, but I've been, for the first couple months there, from February on, I was uh, doing a lot of homework, um, and uh, yeah, but now I'm back on site here and there, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, still a goddamn mess. It's all just been a build up to MLS's back, and is it ever? Uh, today we will celebrate the joyous return of MLS action as we recreate the 4-0 Nailbiter edition of Hell is Real. That'll be the recap. recap. In the midst of that, we may throw in some FCC headlines. <laughs> Nick says he has two doozies that are going to break the internet. <laughs> He's going viral. Did not say that. <laughs> Let's just... <laughs> I forgot. I forget the name of the racist tweet guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just say uh, <laughs> Dave Flexner is going to look like Malcolm X after Nick's headlines. <laughs> 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 Sorry, flex seal of approval. Uh, we will somehow pick an FCC Man. of the week. Who honored the spirit of Nippert legend Dekel Kanan? I can tell you with the Dekel Smash. Not a lot of chances to express oneself out there, but the segment persists. It's the return of Styling on Oh, you mad because I'm styling on Could you possibly even think of one? By the time we get there to that segment, I will definitely still not have a moment. I have one. It's ironic, so I don't have a real one. Then we'll have the segment that actually makes sense right now. It's FCC Survivor. Nick, your favorite. It's back. <laughs> Love it. And you get, back on. You get first and or second pick of the whole. Actually, no. Did we start <laughs> we this? Did, I thought we, we started. Yeah, we started this. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> go back. The COVID, the COVID has cleansed your memory. Uh, uh, I have yeah, to go back I, and look I, and see. 
Yeah, you may have to dive into the records there because uh, I'm pretty sure I had. I think it was Brandon uh, Vasquez is who I picked. Well, I'll, I'll go back. I'll get there when when the time comes. Yeah, because there's some new choices people we've never seen play before. Uh, Kevin can speak to the glory that is the tournament as a whole with a brand new edition of. After that, we catch up on life, liberty, and the pursuit of soccer in... Opori. Folks, so glad to be back in action, although I'm also regretting becoming a fan to start with, but here we are. <laughs> also longing for the free-flowing days of player-led on-field action and excitement brought forth by one man and one man only, and that man, well, he has a cave. Let's take refuge inside its comforting wet walls and glorious stalagmites. It's the John Harks John Hark's Cave, cave of, of Wonders. Of wonders. You missing Harksy on a day like today? No, actually, Harks is pretty smart, uh, you know, holding up in that, that cave like that during COVID-19. <laughs> I think uh, that was a pretty wise decision. Uh, but Got yes, it. yeah, I um, I'm, I just really miss the days of a non-racist, um, experienced soccer player. Actually, I guess I guess I can't say that. Yep. <laughs> You're already thrown him under the bus. <laughs> just assuming the worst already. Nope, he, he's gone. He's, he wore the, the shirt door, last folks. night. He's okay. He walked the walk. That's all I had to do. Uh, I wish, I don't remember who pointed this out on the Pride Slack, so I can't give them credit. I'm sorry. But it was somebody saw that um, Grant Grant Wall had a tweet last night after the game. It was like, like thousands of people could have put together a roster like this. Fresh Cincinnati or something, and it was like liked by John Marks. <laughs> John, come on, Man. bro. But appreciate just, it. just twisting the knife. <laughs> yeah, everyone. It's like you didn't think anyone's watching, but there's still enough MLS beat writers watching to absolutely <laughs> dare us to shreds. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're like the Trump of MLS right now. So everybody had have your shot. <laughs> Take them while you can, because we're going to be bad in a new stadium next year, so screw you. Uh, next game, I'll open up the tone line again. That's right. Not that it was ever closed. Three for one tone after the morning game on Thursday, right? And uh, give us your thoughts, prayers, and general state of mind. If it's appropriate, we'll play it. The tone line. Oh, yeah. Nick, any other thoughts before we get into the action? No, man, I can't wait to get into this recap. This is just <laughs> oh. been looking forward to it all day. Well, let's get into it strong. The FCC recap. 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 After 497 days without a game, check that. Cincinnati returned to action Saturday night at 11.20 p.m. following a weather delay. So after waiting 562 days for a game, what's another hour? Jared Nykamp's precocious baby son leaked a lineup, but then the official lineup came out, and here it is, sponsored by Zales. We had... Abdul Salam, okay, what, okay, uh, Frankie Amaya, seemed young with his debut, Greg Garza, Yuya Kubo, Kakuta Mane, Harris Madunyanin, Tom Pedersen makes an appearance, he's more than a singer, <laughs> I know that's what you said, Nick, said all he's good for is his pipes, <laughs> wrong, uh, Andre Reggaeton, TT in goal, and the captain, Kendall Waston, on the bench, uh, not on the bench, actually, Loka hurt. Vanderwerf concussed. Joe Jow something. Cruz is on the bench. Nick, Zach's not here, so what did you think? I was looking forward to seeing um, Salam and uh, Pedersen play because I I hadn't seen it. Actually, it's been so long ago. Did, did Tom even play in the first two matches of uh, 
that we that, of, of the the, beat, no, the last no, season. No, <laughs> I guess he, this he was desired by the fans for reasons unknown. But no, we never saw him. Yeah, so I was like interested in watching him and Salam because I know nothing about them and hoping that they were going to bring some legitimate um, force to our back line or to our, our defense. Um, I think we know how that played out, but I was really interested in seeing Sam De Jong play because I was, uh, you know, I've just, I know about him. I've seen him play at Ajax and I was just hoping there was going to be this, you know, this bunch of quality. All of a sudden it was just going to be like tossed in the middle of our field. Um, so once again, and how, we know how that played out. <laughs> Uh, I have, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, Sam wore white shoes. It just makes you look slower and clunkier <laughs> when you're wearing white <laughs> shoes. I don't know what it was. I was like, I think he's probably slow anyways. But I was like, gee, Sam, next time, let's go all black. So you could at least pretend that you're fast out there. Uh, but yeah, this this happens every time. I see a lineup and I immediately talk myself into it. I'm like, interesting. Wow. <laughs> this looks like quite yeah. a front three. And then like a few minutes in the game, you're like, oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. This is not no, a good no, ex- Exactly. When there's a bunch of new blood on the field, too, you're just like, ooh, what have we pieced together for this game? Like, the, this coach is on to something. He knows something. And then, like you said... 15 it was more 15 minutes into this one i think but yeah i yeah so let's say the first 15 minutes or so competent gameplay from fcc as the crew waited to see exactly what we we're all about before pouncing and i'd say kakuta mane looked like our best player fired one good shot near post and we had like one other spell and uh we knocked it around a little bit so nick how about that first 15 minutes of not total embarrassment yeah, those were the days. Um, I really actually, I remember, and a quick disclaimer, I was already, I already had a bunch of drinks in me, bef- like ready for the initial kickoff time at 1030. So adding that extra 50 minutes was not mm. something that uh, was probably um, necessary for me in, t- in regards to drinking more. But right. um, I, uh, I was really surprised. I liked the pace. Um, people were, were, were moving uh, into good positions. We looked like we were very confident, had a lot of control, like we knew what we were trying to do. Um, you know, a couple gas, only one or two here and there. But for the most part, I was thinking, okay, okay. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me was it seemed like they were just, they were really pinging the ball around like at, at a pretty decent speed. Some people saw that and uh, ran with it a little too far. Pat Brennan was one. He may have jumped the gun when he posted this headline after just a few minutes of game action on the Cincinnati Enquirer webpage. Nick, did you see this? I, I think so. Read it. Okay. <sighs> to doozy. Kakuda, man, I feel like we're winning. Looks like FCC Shania twained harder than Columbus, and it showed. <laughs> Do you see that one? <laughs> Yeah, it was like the, it was like the whole, the whole uh, first page of the the Enquirer website, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the article the is very short. Uh, sorry, I didn't know if I needed to sing the "Feel Like We're Winning" part to make it obvious. Twained harder. <laughs> That's hard to say. I apologize to no one. Twain hard, man. Twain hard. Harder. Uh, but unfortunately, Columbus started to figure out that we were slow and exploitable. And I noticed at, at a lot of the points in the game, it seemed like reggaeton re- re- reggaeton was yeah. like our number nine. He was playing in the middle up top and like trying to field long balls. And I was like, was this the plan for reggaeton to be the striker? And you know what? Not a great plan. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kubo, like, to me, Kubo looked like he was a little, like, taken back by by the movement of our team up top. Like, it just seemed like he wasn't... <laughs> not very it, good. <laughs> what's that? I said, that's not great. <laughs> He's scared, no, it's, scared it's by not the, great. his own it's, team. It's not great. Yeah, like, in terms of, like, connecting play, like, bringing the ball up the field, he seemed, like you said, to be kind of drifting central. And, like, I, I, I don't know, like, he was taking someone's space, obviously, and I don't know, I guess Ragathon just... He just seems to me the kind of guy who's just full force, hundred you know, hundred miles per hour all the time. Even and so he's just like literally going to do or go wherever he, the action is. I guess so he's like sinking into this number nine spot. But you definitely, I definitely got those vibes of like just out of sync up top between those two. Had Loka played, I wonder, you know, if our attack would have been basically all built around Loka, where everybody would kind of know their positions and where to go. But yeah, it seemed like a little bit of a confusion up top. I'm not sure what the fuck was going on. Yeah, the Columbus Dispatch pointed out something with this headline. Nick, have you gotten it? Actually, I forgot to check that one today. Well, I just sent it over to you. Could you oh. I'll try oh. Let's see how you do with this one. Oh, I got it. Yeah, you know what? Shit. Now that I... I just now remembered. I did see this um, from the Columbus Dispatch. Yeah. I'm a bird. And not a hummingbird. Birdman Madunian can't fly backwards as trackbacks turn to laughs. Laughs. <laughs> you probably are shocked that I gave you that headline. I can't believe I didn't keep that for myself. That was a fucking tongue twister. Like hummingbirds yeah, like, are the only birds that can fly Medunia, backwards. it's hard enough for me to pronounce, and like you threw it in the middle of a, a goddamn essay. You probably thought it was gonna be laugh tracks. No, we went with lap flaps. I <laughs> got me. That got me. I'll admit. I'm a bird, but not a hummingbird. Do you know hummingbirds are the only birds that can fly backwards, Nick? I do now. That was the. That's the. Well, that's the whole nexus of this fantastic <laughs> pun the, from the people at the Columbus Dispatch. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Uh, 27th minute, Frankie gives up a foul in a, a beautiful spot for new Columbus Crew signing, Zalarian, who buries a free kick past TT and puts the crew up. One, nothing. What a kick. Anybody saving that, Nick? I doubt it, man. Uh, I, I, when, when the ball got spotted, I remember arrogantly... Uh, commenting to uh, a friend of mine who we were watching it out in the backyard, six feet apart, <laughs> in a projector screen. Okay, don't come canceling me. Um, but uh, he, uh, I, I mentioned, I said, oh, that the ball is close enough, obviously, for a shot, but the angle looked tight. So I'm thinking, and I, I made the comment, oh, he's just, he's going to play it in, like he's going to put a in swinger in and for someone's head, whatever. And I was fucking absolutely shocked when he crushed that in. And then watching the replay of like from behind the behind angle of the ball and seeing the curl on it and how it just gleams the post like that. It was a beautiful goal, man. Like I just remember thinking, God, I wish wish for a day where I could see something like that <laughs> done by an FCC player. Only in training. Uh, the Denver Gazette summed it up best with this headline from their morning paper. Shemeswav desperate for a third T to stop that K from going into the G. <laughs> I don't know what third T really means, but you know. Denver is, yeah, I mean, Denver is a very strong interest. Hey, in at least they're things. watching. SEC. Yeah, at least they're watching. Right, right. Could be the Koch connection now that he's in Colorado Springs. I don't know. Are they Ooh. close? 
Uh, FCC now down only a goal showed the resolve of a wet piece of toilet paper and immediately concede goal number two. This one was more of an indictment on our defense. 30th minute, Jassy Zardis. You know, they slice us up and across right to streaking Zardis who had lots of room and uh, no chance for Shemeswav on that. Nick, you think 2-0. They say it's the most dangerous lead in soccer, even though I think that's bollocks. But, uh, (laughs) It felt like the crushing blow, <laughs> and you could see everybody's body language sunk. Everybody looked so dejected, and it was like they knew they didn't have what it took to even score two goals, and the game was, for all intents and purposes, over at that point. Yeah, it felt like that. I mean, we had this confidence coming in, first 15 minutes, knocking the ball around really well. Then a world-class goal comes, uh, and yeah, I think that just kind of you know, deflated us a little bit, but... To have that goal occur and for it to just be, I mean, we were just eviscerated. Our back line was eviscerated. Waston steps up. Um, I think he's going to challenge the ball, but he just, no one covers that space with him stepping up. He's way far out, like closer to the touchline. And there's just a giant gap between Waston and uh, and uh, Salama again, I'm guessing, that Jesse or J- Jossie Zard is just, I mean, just right through there. The ball is beautiful and it just, it just looked like we were out of our league uh, in that goal because there was just no reasons for so much space. But after that goal, it, it definitely felt like, uh, you know, for a goal to come so quickly after the, that last goal, the free kick, it, it had to just be like, oh, fuck, here we go again. And they were right. Um, some people called, desperately called for an offsides. But it appeared a slow and broken Greg Garza helped keep him on side. Time Magazine's digital edition posted this headline following the game. Why do good things happen to bad players examining the Zardis phenomenon, which I thought was harsh personally. Uh, halftime brought a break from the pain and a chance for noted dipshit Alexi Lawless to rightfully <laughs> assess our... <laughs> I wrote... I was, that, no, I missed an S, so it looks like I wrote asses. To rightfully asses our righteous suckitude, a.k.a. assess. Alexi, you're not allowed on KLR. Stop texting me. Gutman subbed on at half for the smoldering ashes of Greg Garza in a move that would prove to be a true game changer. Nick, it reminded me of this headline from 1912 <laughs> when the Liverpool dispatch said, HMS Titanic adds two more life jackets for maiden voyage. Worries unfounded. <laughs> you know, we're, we're putting Harris Madunian not in a position to succeed based on everything I've heard about him, but... I was done with him at that point. He was uh, he was not up for the task of what we had tasked him to do. He's just, you know, everything you read about him was, you know, he plays a great ball, but he can't play defense at all, and he's, he's as slow as they come. And, you know, he is who they said he was, so I can't <laughs> right. even blame him. But uh, Yeah, I, he did nothing for me, to be honest. I mean, he had a couple connections, like I said, during our glorious 15-minute opening period. But other than that, I mean, he just... It just it really just felt like we were talking about up top, everybody looking like out of sorts in, t- in terms of like where they should be on the field. It literally looked like an entire team, including him, were just lost in fucking space in terms of where they should be on defense and what kind of runs they need to be making on offensive threats, you know. When you got a spine of Sam DeYoung and Harris Madunian, and you get to see Columbus licking their chaps. But uh, yeah, so Gutman came in, which, you know, that was needed. Uh, Garza, this guy's aging before our eyes. I mean, fantastic head of hair, but he's, he's lost a few steps. Uh, 49th minute, 
didn't have much time. Jossie's artist again. This time, I honestly think he was offside, but because we're playing in the bubble in Orlando, the camera angle was USL quality. Not a good enough view, so ball stands. Was Zardes offsides? Yes, like I said, yes, yes. What did you think? It doesn't matter. Like his, it was it was like a deja vu of the first goal. Second yeah, it looked goal, like I mean. his looked like his arm or his shoulder or something. It would look like it was it was ahead of of our back line. But like you said, I, they wouldn't show a good replay. I mean, I, I, they showed one that was like kind of uh, you know descriptive enough that you can make a decision. But for for the most part, I kept like yelling like, "Can we see the replay? Like, show it from like the the sideline so we can see what's going on." But I don't know. But I will say that was a hell of a fucking touch. I mean, to play that down one time, that ball, that pace into the corner like that was. I mean that was that was another world class goal. I mean you gotta you gotta hand it to them. They scored two just incredible goals, honestly. But um, that's weird because at that point, even though that the game wasn't over, it prompted the San Francisco Chronicle <laughs> to write this article. Uh, the headline is FCC on track to concede more goals than COVID nineteen cases. <laughs> wow, San Francisco. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of goals, man. Harsh but fair. Uh, not one, even not didn't even wait for the fourth goal to go in and already on the press. No, and you know we got we got coast to coast because they weren't the only uh, <laughs> coast to have a headline about that. The New York Times of all people had something to say about something about that goal. <laughs> I can't speak with their headline overnight. Mamma Mia, I want back on the team. FCC carved up like Swiss cheese as Leonardo begs to become Bubble Boy Bertone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people realize this is the only way we can get through a recap like this. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. I won the back on the team. Uh, anyways, uh, I was checking out a Caligari. Is that how you say it? Caligari or whatever the game the other day. Our boy Gaston, not even in the 18. Blow it out your ass, Gaston. You could be getting destroyed over here in Orlando, but look at you now. Not even on the bench. Or a boy who was playing in the uh, the Inter Miami game though had a had an assist. Uh, Victor. Yeah. 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 So he, he would actually he would have helped last night. Anybody would have helped. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's like we had. It's like we were sitting back, but we didn't get any of the reward for sitting back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what if you sat back and the result was the same as if you had pushed everyone forward? <laughs> this is FC Cincinnati. <laughs> it's like you you hang back. And you still get destroyed for nothing. I was like, we might as well go out and like attack recklessly if we're just gonna get destroyed anyways. Yeah, G- give me something to, to watch. I mean, really, this isn't you know, it's a tournament. I mean, just go all out, man. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I, at that point, I think they're honestly like, you know, if we start pressing, this could be like a seven or eight nothing game. <laughs> so. Let's just let's just uh, save our pride here. But the 60th minute, unfortunately, 11 minutes later, Henry Mokhtar, I wrote down here, I have no re- recollection of the goal, but we deserved it. Like we were talking about before this, I have no recollection of the goal. I think at that point they scored. I just remember the ball hitting the net, and I'm going, I can't, this is fucking terrible. So I, <laughs> I can't explain, in my opinion, what happened there. But I do want to go back. Um, uh, back, back to the, uh, the substitution. Back. For me, Gutman honestly was one of the better players on the field last night when he came on. I mean, I thought he brought the type of attacking intensity that we really needed at that point. Uh, granted, you know, he has some kind of shitty crosses and stuff, but I don't know. I felt like he was he was bringing the fire a little bit. I'm rewatching the goal now, taking the time. Oh, 
out to the left. Guy's got all day. Cross into Mokhtar. Curls it in. Jeez, oh, they really... I mean, that should have been the Swiss cheese headline because they were really having their way, <laughs> embarrassingly. I think that's when Stu Holden was like, all right, I got to say something. That's <laughs> funny you bring up Stu Holden because uh, I was reading a, um, a headline here um, from the uh, Omaha Reporter. And the headline is, Stu Holden the grudge? Mr. Positive pretty frowny over FCC. <laughs> You know what would have made it a Jonah headline? He said, for no reason, they're like, uh, holding a baked frownies, baked chocolate frownies. They're like, I've added some other puns for absolutely no reason. (laughs) Holding a fresh fresh tray of baked frownies for FCC. Now you're learning. This is a master this is, class. I'm not, one day I'll on be up bad headlines. The, be up the the brother Kalina uh, level of headlines. <laughs> Who's the? Is it John Strong? Is that the other guy? The player? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's who it was. I, I I actually don't even remember that. So, uh, do you see this headline? <laughs> it was actually in Bon Appetit. <laughs> Ow, my hands, exclaims John Strong after misinterpreting Stu Holden. He's holding Stu. That's the worst joke ever. That's what happens when he just tries to shoot from the hip. (laughs) Stu Holden. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Bone appetite. You could do Descending into madness. When is it not? 4-0 would be the final (laughs) score in one of the more embarrassing games I can recall. But at this point, who could keep track? Uh, one last headline about the game from the Hartford Herald. Really pouring salt in the wound. They summed it up with their headline, FCC to NFL? Upstart squad loses by a football score and double safety beatdown. <laughs> Classic uh, football score. I wish, I wish I could say that was the last headline, but I actually went to a different news source. It's not really mainstream news. That's from a website called, let's see, what's this, In- Infowars? Oh, no. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so Yapstam intentionally coughing in players' faces to leave Orlando early. <laughs> you know what? At this rate, Nick, where did it all go wrong? Well, you know, I was thinking on that third goal uh, that uh, Zardes one time did from that, that cross. <clears throat> if you watch the build up to that, you'll notice at least two times, and maybe three, where we literally just could not trap the ball. We had, we had a, a chance to basically obtain possession. And we're like falling down, or the ball's like bouncing off our shin. I mean, it, it was, it's really embarrassing if you watch the build up to that goal. The first half looked good in the beginning. Then we basically, Columbus Crew started taking it to us. The second half was like, it just felt comical. Like we couldn't trap balls, errant passes, people running way the fuck upfield, not getting back. Um, our back line just standing there like fucking statues, just getting the ball dice past them. So, what you said was was the truth. That second goal coming so quickly after that first goal was just like here we're we're outmatched. Here we go again. We're gonna get hammered. I mean, you know, I like to point out one thing, and then I'm like, well, actually, it's like if the backline would have done their job, it's like, well, then what? I don't know what were the <laughs> then we could have had some service into our four foot striker <laughs> reggaeton. It's like it's like when we finally would get possession rarely because it was like 60 40 at best. Uh, it's more like 70 30. It didn't look like there was like a good plan. And we had a couple shots like reggaeton took a shot 
that was okay but it was like he he decided i'm just gonna take this one myself there was no offensive buildup it was just everyone kind of standing on the edge of the box and then you watch another team like columbus and it's like a plan when the offense is going forward with us it's like you hope that you have some one-on-one goodness happen or like when Kakuda's one moment was him taking one guy on and having a shot there's not like nothing's connected to anything else Oh, I'll tell you the essence of FC Cincinnati offensive attack, in my opinion. And it is, we don't have, we, well, we do, but he, he was hurt. We don't have that type of forward that we can base an offensive attack around. So when we don't have that figure in our, in, on, on the field, what we do is we play the ball outside to people like Gutman and we, we serve crosses in and just hope for the best. It literally feels like, Oh shit! We get the ball. We're in, oh shit! We're like we're in the defensive third here. Oh uh, here, I'm just gonna cross the ball in. It honestly feels like that. I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head. It just feels like we don't have Azardes. We don't have you know name any other fucking prominent MLS striker to build an attack around. It feels like you could play any. It's like you just threw darts at the board, and I'm not sure it would have come out any differently. I would like obviously like to see Cruz. They they got to give Madunian the help because who was it? Doyle kept showing these clips of they were able to pull Madunian in up and then he'd have to backtrack really quick and there's no way he could get back. So then there was right. just a huge hole in the middle. I was like, well, we number one, we got to rectify this and then our fullbacks can't get burned and that'll help everything else. I don't know. Literally, we can't, we can't we be this bad is, again, I would hope. We just need to have basically nine players all back in the defensive third, including our, with our goalkeeper, 10 players, and just put Lacadia up top and just serve fucking long balls and wish for the best because I feel like we get so many goals scored on us through transition and we just get sliced open, like just gaping holes. And like at last, I mean, and not even, it wasn't necessarily even the case last night because Columbus, I mean, they had a lot of possession. So it wasn't really a transition, you know, goals that they were pouring on us, but. I mean, that's the sad part is even even in not getting caught in transition, we got these gaping holes that just people were slotting these these balls through to, to, to attack. So I don't know. You know, there was people talking about how, you know, this was kind of a first game back. It's been a while. We got a new coach and yada, yada, yada. And I and I understand that. And that makes sense to a degree. But for nothing in that fashion, these guys are professional players. Like, you know, there's just absolutely no reason to get just bashed that bad every team's in the same boat you know what i mean every team's been going through this covid 19 thing and i don't know man i got all hyped up about the new players coming in and uh, it's a little pre uh mature to start judging people but yes don't know Seem had a couple of good balls but his only responsibility needs to be playing those balls because everything else is going to be too much for him who else cruz came in finally stanko alashe didn't really matter and brandon vasquez but at that point the cake was baked on that note, let's pick our FCC nah. of the week. Nick, uh, I heard you talk positive about one person, a substitute. Yeah. Is that your, is that yeah. you're going I'll, with? I'll give it to Gutman. I really will. I, I think he basically showed the type of, type of like attacking prowess that we desperately needed in that game at that point. But that's not saying much. If Garza's going to get skinned and he's not going to bring anything going forward, I'd rather Gutman possibly hang us out to dry and at least be able to to go forward well so i'll take yeah. something over nothing so yeah why not him my man of the week locadia proved his worth for sure <laughs> would love to see him out there made zero mistakes uh, man. but since he didn't even make the 18 gootman you'll be this week's fcc nah. of the week you'll get 
times are tough. Twenty dollars to Panera Bread. Only good between the hours of nine thirty and ten a.m. at a specific location that I've not determined yet. But come get your gift card at my house in Mount Airy. Hop in the pool with me. You actually know you're quarantining and you're in the bubble. When you get back, when you guys are two games from now, when you guys come back, come on, hop by. I'll uh, I'll give you a fresh, a fresh Bic shave. Keep you looking nice. Oh yeah. Mine was twenty minutes in. It's got to be the man. Our boy Frankie Amaya out there at least doing something. Was it helping? Probably not, but he proved he was alive. Clipping at people's heels, taking out Nagmi. Nagmi? Nagby. Nagmi. And uh yeah, the 20 minute mark hit. Nice body check. I don't know if that was the one that earned him the yellow card, but uh Frankie out there as a solo bash brother. Nick, what'd you think about Frankie? At least he had a pulse. Yeah, you gotta give it to the guy. I mean, his size, his age, and he's just wrecking people out there. And for a lot of these guys, besides the people who make obvious mistakes, like with Frankie, he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, covering all these places. So you don't know, how can you blame Frankie? You know, every everybody looked bad. It's hard to place individual blame for a lot of the players because you don't know who they're covering for or what they're trying to do. It's just clusterfuck. Well, it was like like you said, the first 15 minutes of the Columbus crew, like we're, we're, we're trying to gauge exactly what kind of game we're going to be playing. They're kind of sitting back, figuring out like what kind of positions we're going to be occupying and, and locations on the field. And at 15 minutes, they said, okay, we know what's going on. They don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. There's no midfield and no back line. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Let's give it a try. That's why I said to somebody, it was like two minutes in, they like immediately... Like I went from being excited about the lineup, and then I you know nothing bad had happened. But I immediately had the feeling, man, I hope we don't get blown out. Like I hadn't seen any reason to assume we get blown out, but that's just like my go-to. Is like I just don't want to get blown out. Like I'd, I'd already given up winning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. we might be able to hold on for a tight loss here. And then uh, no, that was even too much. Well, you know, if you, you lose like one or two nothing, you can you you can play the old like. Well, you know, COVID nineteen. You know, everyone's kind of been their training has been top notch probably, and. You know, there's 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 a there's a, a a hand of cards you can play for that, but for nothing, there's not much you can say. Has any team scored more than two goals in the other games? I I don't think so. No, <laughs> like, like we like, we're, we're still setting records out here. <laughs> yeah, we're setting records. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Meteoric rise. Yeah, Orlando well, two one one zero one zero 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 one zero four zero. Our game's yep. sticking out like a sore thumb. Like the fucking sore, black and blue, uh, orange and blue throbbing thumb. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know, I like we're bringing a sense of normalcy back to MLS. I'm like, oh god, yeah. I just love that things are the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> um, for a change. Let's see what else. Um, yeah. So Deco Smash styling on him. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on Nick. Not a lot of styling on him moments, but one that stuck out to me was in the second half. Uh, we're in the offensive third. A rare appearance. Kubo has his back to Columbus's goal, expecting whoever's on the wing to make a run in, and he backheels the ball to nobody. It's <laughs> like. Nobody made the run. He just like kicked it backwards, then like looked over at whoever it was and just kind of sunk his shoulders. And I was like, well, that sums it up real nice. The like, Kuba with the back heel. Remember that Portland game? Cruz back heel for the goal. And now we got Kuba literally back heeling 
to ghosts out there. <laughs> like, open okay. space down the field. <laughs> oh, he styled on yeah. by them. He styled on our entire fan base. Yeah, but I really, I guess that's really all I can yeah, remember. Yeah, that was that was the extent of it. Really, it's that's it's hard to pull gems from that from that game. I mean, there's just nothing there. I mean, there was a certain point that I mean, I was even thinking like styling on them. There's a certain point I was thinking like. I don't think I can give it to anybody because if anyone does anything that looks good, it probably wasn't on purpose at this point. <laughs> Just like stumbled over the ball and then like yeah. confused the crew player. Like, oh, what? <laughs> it's happening. Um, let's see what else. Did we... you see the clip of Stu um, Holden was talking about how about the quality of the MLS was rising, it was getting better. And as he's in the middle of like making this <laughs> statement, this fucking ball comes through the midfield and like, Gleams off one of our players like through the legs of like a Columbus crew player. We'll get fucking clowns out there running around. But if you haven't seen it, it's worth a laugh. Let's move on to next favorite segment. It's FCC Survivor. So I've got a list of random players here in an old episode, episode 87. And I'm assuming that this is the people who have been voted off. And if it's not, it works just as well. We've got Harris Madunian, Joe Jow, Greg Garza, Deplan, V-Dubs, Vasquez, and TT. Apparently have all been <laughs> voted off. <laughs> and if not, why did I have those random names listed? So Nick, your pick for this week's MLS is back. SEC Survivor, if you don't know the rules, what are you, an idiot? Every week we'll vote somebody off. Never to be seen in an FCC game again. This season, somebody who entered the game as a sub or a starter. So besides those players, Nick, who are you giving the boot to? Oh, God. You know, I got a name in my head, and I'm going to regret it because he's more than capable of, of providing some exceptional moments on the field. I like I it think already. the guy, I just think Waston... I, I, I'm just, I don't know if I'm buying it anymore. Yeah, that's a he, it's a heavy hitter. I, I've, I was always a firm believer in Waston. But if we're just basing it off last night, nothing was organized in the back. You know he's the guy that's running the back. He's the captain. And, man, he was just, I mean, there's no reason to to have such giant holes to, to penetrate through like that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's tough. I feel bad already, but just based off last night. I think the saddest part is he did have a terrible game. People were just getting behind him. It didn't seem like he was double-checking. The worst part about it is the people who have been hating on Waston endlessly as if he was like has been so much worse than Vandiver for, God, even Hagelin. True. Just desperate for Pedersen. So you hate for them to have something to clench their teeth into, but, I mean, he was bad. Yeah, there's no, there's I mean, no way my, around my, my thing is, for me, someone like that who's a captain, you got to keep things organized. Like, between him and TT or whoever, Spencer, whoever's in goal, you got to you got to keep those spaces from opening up like that. Like you're just you're gonna get fucking shredded. And I mean, it's exactly what happened last night. Uh, it's Tom Pedersen's first game, and I um stick I, to singing. <laughs> it's like I don't remember any moments of him one way or another, but we lost four nothing. So how good a game could he have had? I don't know. Uh, he's on my pick. Well, you voted off Austin. I should say. One positive for Watson that he will always have, just with his frame, is these long 50-50 head balls coming his way. You see him go to jump up, and you'll see like a crew player kind of be like, eh, I'm going to take this one off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it. And uh, I still enjoy that because they don't want to get, you know, the Watson slapped out of them. 
So, you know, he's still a dominating physical presence. So, like, I don't like him getting beat like that because I think he could still be, you know, he'd still be a good player. Oh, I agree. I mean, he, he's he's been one of my favorites, but just last night, I just that's just inexcusable. You know what? It seemed crazy after the last game we saw him play. He had the only goal of the Atlanta game, and it was a cracker, as I never said. Um, but he didn't do it for me last night, and sometimes you get one shot with me. And that's it. Yuya Kubo. The tribe has spoken. You were a little too plain Jane out there. As much as I loved your back heel to nobody, everything else seemed to nobody either. And you just, he seems like, I don't know, a bread sandwich. Like there's nothing, there's not a lot there there. Like obviously he has technical abilities, quality, but yesterday he seemed slow, kind of out of it, and not very creative from someone we need to be very creative so yeah for a dp i mean yeah yeah like if you just had no idea about mls like a lot of people don't and you just turn on the game and say okay nick let's just say <laughs> you're watching the game all you see is like you're using those heat sensor things where all you can see is the body heat and you're watching the game and you're like <laughs> someone's like who's the dp out there you have no idea otherwise could be any position who do you think you would have picked Oh, God. That is fucking an extremely challenging question. <laughs> From the first um, half. Man. Jeez. I don't I don't think I have an answer to it. I guess you, you would just pick Kakuda because he mind? was the only one who came closest to doing something. Yeah, Kakuda. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would and agree. Even then, you'd be I like, mean, that's your DP. <laughs> like, Sim De Jong didn't get enough touches for you to think him. Kubo definitely didn't do enough of anything. And he'd be like, who's this number nine who's... Uh, Two feet tall. Like, what is what's the plan here? He's taking down lasso long balls out of the air, and he can't control them. Hey, me, he's the DP, the player. You gotta not yeah. put that on the podcast. <laughs> that is the appropriate word. All right, Kendall <laughs> Waston, you Yakubo, you're the latest, and I'm afraid there's no Exile Island, so you're gone for good. You join the likes of Harris, Joe, Greg, Matthew, the Dubs, Vasquez, and TT off the island. Come back next week when you know anyone can go. Clearly, anyone can go. God, FC Survivor, you always hit the perfect spot. Uh, let's take a break. Kevin, pull back. Get in your blimp. Give us the wide view in a new edition of... No. Oh, wait. No, I got to do the other part. <laughs> Your time starts <laughs> right now. MLS is back. Kinda. Sorta. Kind of feels like soccer. The new normal is apparently an Adidas logo in the middle of the field. Fake grandstands full of ads instead of fans. And sometimes there's fake crowd noise and sometimes there isn't. Money grabs and being anti-fan, I guess MLS really is back. The games so far have been a little light on entertainment as all of the teams appear a little rusty. Nani had the late winner for Orlando against Miami in the opener. Alejandro Bodoya had the game winner in the 63rd minute in New York City FC versus Philadelphia Union. Gustavo Bo is turning out to be the best player in MLS nobody's ever heard of and looming over the entire tournament is the threat that teams will test positive and be forced to drop out of the tournament or postpone their games. Nashville and Dallas have already had to drop out while DC and Toronto's game was delayed. Just a reminder that even in Orlando, the real enemy is Dr. Amy Acton. Video chat's out. 
Oh, there it is. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. Wow. Garber, did you hear that? <laughs> I hope he talks about MLS. <laughs> Garber, <laughs> did you hear that? Unbelievable. Pretty nasty. Uh, let's wrap things up with a beautiful spell- spelling. Spelling and smelling. Potpourri. Potpourri. Let's backtrack slightly a little. We never talked about it. Let's move on because... Uh, I know you hate these kind of issues. How about Fatal Ashe taking a big royal dump on FCC a few weeks back as far as our response to every racial issue that's ever happened? Yeah. Uh, that was pretty rough. That was another L in a long list of L's the team's been taking besides the building of the stadium. God, I know. That was, I mean, it was difficult to listen to because you would think, you would think at this point, that something major, some type of major restructuring and how, you know, the, the interactions between players and staff. Um, and to hear him say that is just, boy, that's really disheartening. And it, it almost feels like FCC as a whole is more concerned about, I don't know, like staying away from social issues and building their stadium and, and um, you know, selling their brand than they are about actually taking care of their own players. And I'd heard some heard some things that they are doing things and trying to get better behind the scenes. But this is one of those things where it's like you don't want to brag about trying to be better. But the only th- the only way we know what FCC is doing is if you talk about it. So if you've got programs, if you're doing stuff um, besides just like your community fund, you got to put it out there. And then they had their pretty weak, uh, which he called out their weak Mad Libs statement about. You know, racial injustice is bad, and we join, <laughs> we join in we, with we the chorus of voices. <laughs> I wish it was that. <laughs> they wouldn't even do that. And then they had an MLK quote, and he was like, "That was lame." And I was like, "It was lame." <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, uh, I I guess I should I should clarify. Like, I'm sure I know that they've taken quote unquote steps. It just feels like everything they've done has been very boilerplate. You know, like very general vague like this is you know we're doing what we have to do to 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 salvage everything and i mean to a certain point we're just doing the bare minimum i don't know i it was i was really that was really hard to listen to and soon after um the thing was unrelated our bff liz gone gracefully stepped away slash canned i don't know exactly her job became uh, overlapped with another job. Is that something people say to people? <laughs> and uh, I did see, was it last night they had a Black Lives Matter tweet? So, you know, you wouldn't have, you couldn't have imagined that a few years ago from uh, Daddy Linder's team that they would be tweet, say it with us. I know Black Lives Matter has lost some of the the stigma people were so afraid of years ago of saying, like, oh, I can't touch that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm still, I was still semi surprised to see it. So, you know, that's good. And I hope, I hope they're listening to specifically their black players about this stuff because obviously there's still some lingering issues with uh, the whole Ron thing. And I, 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 as soon as he said all that, I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed we hired Gustav. <laughs> and it's not his fault, but I'm like, <laughs> it seems like Eden Eye Camp is just in this little baby pool of dutchness and he will not take one step out of it he's like yeah yeah i'll consider that. no i'm the guy or a dutch guy i don't care what <laughs> which like i mean he wants to see his vision to fruition and then you know i understand that but at some point yeah, and it makes, we gotta it get makes off this di- dutch train it makes it more difficult too when you have like a losing culture uh, which is what we have right now 
for things like that to be, you know, really, I, I think, uh, handled correctly, like, it, which just sounds kind of terrible to say, but I just feel like things like that, which are the most important things uh, that should be handled first, it just feels like when you're in that culture where the, the team's not winning and uh, we're just getting destroyed by every other MLS team on, on, on social media and and it just we're a bit of a laughing stock like there's no like it feels like there's no motivation or incentive for the players on the team or even like um you know the this the staff to actually try to handle this stuff so that everything can congeal because it just feels like everyone's so fucking bummed out but like i said it's no excuse but it just it seems like it's, it just makes it harder it's just been a lot of joy as an FCC fan. That's why I was so... <laughs> and last night was just like, oh, no, that's right. We can't have anything good. <laughs> if yeah. you thought you were going to get entertaining soccer, at least take your mind off it, <laughs> you're dead wrong. So <laughs> focus on the off-the-field stuff that's bad, too. Um, speaking of which, MLS is back. Nick, you got thoughts on it? Just in general, the tournament, you've been watching in other games? God, it just, it just feels like a bit of a train wreck, to be honest. Um with uh, the well, I mean, where to, where to start? I mean, did they actually downsize the Adidas logo in the center field? I know there was talk of that. And I it's don't know definitely if smaller I had too than much... that first game. Was it? Okay, I thought it was. I just didn't know if it was the uh, the drinks that I was having and the meth. But also, it just feels like the COVID thing is just eating away at this tournament slowly but surely. Like, I just feel like we're just going to continue to get these reports of like teams just dropping out to there's like you know maybe, 16 maybe we'll make it maybe we'll make it by the skin of our teeth into the next round like well we need somebody <laughs> well you guys uh you're like uh, the only one of the four teams left so i guess you're in a semifinals now but it's also like this it's almost if you think about it it's like this is about as good as you would expect to do it's like well two teams got a bunch of cases and they kicked them out and now we have a couple more and every other team is getting by it's like this is almost <laughs> it's terrible but it almost seems like maybe this is the best case scenario right it's not that great but right yeah no i mean with the amount of cases that are hitting the country right now you're probably right i mean it's probably is the absolute best like case scenario for this tournament which and still, it just makes it look like, yeah, I don't know if this was a good time to return. You know, I don't know. And it's, um, I mean, I should take it in with a grain of salt, but Fatai Lashe, not Fatai Lashe. How would I get him confused with Taylor Twelman? <laughs> Taylor Twelman, Fatai Lashe. Honestly, who could tell? <laughs> who could tell? But Taylor Twelman was on, I think he was in like MLS Extra Time, and he was like hyping up, as you know, as his job. He works for ESPN, but he's like, we've got a record. We never had, we haven't had this many cameras since MLS Cup. Uh, we've got super slow mo. We're trying all these new things, drone cams. He's just like, I was like, it's gonna be a whole. You know, I'm interested to see this whole experience. And then you watch it, and I'm like, this doesn't seem like anything. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They're hyping how many mics they have. It sounds like a game with no fans. It doesn't sound any like when there's a game with no fans, you can hear the players. Like that's not yeah. new, and so it doesn't even sound louder. And I don't. Yeah, the- it's like what was what was anybody talking about? <laughs> With all the new camera angles, we still can't get a good angle on uh, those artists' goals. No, you can't see the bottom of the field. They have to switch cameras when it's on the that side, the uh, the bench side. When it's all the way to the side, you can't see it all the way. It just feels very USL. It kind of does. And um, so I don't know. 
Where's the drone cam? Where, where's all this stuff? I think that's what makes it like you're going through all of this and you understand why because they're trying to recoup some money from like a lost season. But you're like, this is it? <laughs> How do you feel about the the crowd noise? What's your what's the Nick Thompson take? I haven't asked you. Well, at first I was like kind of against it because I thought it was kind of silly, to be honest. Like I was like, you know, me just knowing that this isn't the – authentic crowd noise of this game is kind of weird and like when someone gets fouled like you start they like play booze or when someone scores they play people cheering loudly and it felt really it just felt weird but i will say after watching some games including some games on in the english premier league with no noise i don't know i think i, I think overall i'm gonna have to swing the way of the enhanced noises i just i don't know I, I don't know if i'm just conditioned to need that but it just feels so scrimmage e without the noise mm-hmm. and i was saying to somebody that at least with the epl there's the quality to keep you invested because you're seeing i remember i was watching i i didn't watch the chelsea game the one where pulisic like there was a mistake and pulisic took it like the whole way of the half and scored for chelsea a couple weeks yeah. ago man city um, yeah i i watched it with the crowd noise but then i was watching the highlights and didn't have them and i was like oh this is still pretty good but it's like you're watching good soccer and good soccer players, and it kind of makes it like the MLS. These games are basically like preseason games. Everyone's out of shape, cramping and stuff, and just the atmosphere is so weak that you need. Yeah. I was watching the Seattle game the other night, Seattle, whoever it was, and like people just kept cramping. The game kept stopping, and it was so quiet and just like – you couldn't pay attention to the game. Like you couldn't just stare at it. And I, that's what I thought the FCC game, at least like I thought it kept, I mean, I'm watching cause it's FCC, but it wasn't so overpowering that you're like, all right, give it a rest. But like, even just the drone of a crowd noise, I feel like is an improvement of like the crickets. It feels like a fucking funeral. Yeah. It, it, there's something soothing about it to a degree. Plus you get the added benefit of like, well, I will say you do get the added benefit when you don't have the, the enhanced sound because you can literally hear everything <laughs> the players are saying, which is, uh, I find kind of interesting at yeah. times, you know, the, the people they yell at and the, the shit that they say and like some of the things that there is some insights I think to be gained by, mm-hmm. by some of the players and what they're yelling about to other players or whatever that you're thinking, Oh, okay, well, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. But overall, I don't know. I guess that there's a little bit of a lulling factor to soccer that, that the crowd noise produces that I tend to be a fan of. Yeah. They don't have to, I've heard that there was a game on Twitter that was like one of the Spanish language networks was doing and their crowd noise was like drowning out the announcers and it was very choppy and stuff. And then it's like, they get ready to cut to half and like players are walking off. It's like, ah! <laughs> just like stops. <laughs> like you couldn't just like rock the fader or something. So I really just, I just need a gentle, I just need a gentle. It doesn't take just to take away, because the other night I heard it. It was like you could hear the generators, and you could hear like beep beep. Like you hear trucks backing up. It's like late car, at night. It's like car alarms. Basically, it's like <laughs> this isn't what you want. And uh, so if it's gonna be an air conditioner or like, like I'll take the fake Oz news. Like you can you don't have to make it be so dramatic, but. Just something to take away the droning silence. Uh, right. Um, and then, I mean, on, on top of that, I noticed in that Orlando City um, Inter-Miami game, 
where the players were cussing, like saying, fuck this, fuck that, or whatever. And ESPN's obviously super uncomfortable with this because <laughs> you notice, like, you <laughs> start noticing, like, 30 minutes in, like, the commentators, they literally, like, anytime there's, like, a dead ball or, like, something controversial happens, they just start talking nonstop to, like, cover any type of, like, cuss words that are coming from the field. <laughs> so they're, like, trying to hide it, and they're just talking about the most inane bullshit that has no, like, bearing on, like, or any significance on the game at all. So I kind of found that annoying because I'm like, okay, come on. I mean, this is part of the game. Like, I get it. It's bad language or whatever, but I don't need you to start talking about, like, you know, your grandma's cookies and shit like that. Also, you know? I promise there's no children watching. <laughs> Not only are the games late, there's, like, who's watching this silent kick around right now like a kid like this is awesome it's like some of like the worst soccer you'll see at this level when they're like cool is this, are they playing down the street like who are you worried about offending we're all like pathetic grown-ups watching this like just let Mom, us have this yeah yeah if they can cuss at during like the jordan documentary that they put out just just put a mature warning at the beginning you may hear some cussing yeah and i did is it John Champion? Is everyone the same John? The guy who does it with Twelman. He was like, oh, and we apologize for some colorful language there. I was like, bro, like, who do you think we are? I just don't. Who is your audience right now? This is not on Nickelodeon, but I know they have to do that. But Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if this tournament gets finished. Um, where are you going to be at? What's your headspace? Let's, I was like, we can't get, if we get blown out, like, I, I hate these people who are like, you know, you, knee jerk. Someone's got to get fired or something. Obviously, yeah. Yop Stom's not getting fired. No matter, we lose the next games by thirty goals. They're not going to fire him. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm sorry for putting it out there, but like if we get blown out the next two games and like no adjustments made, it's like you know, it's about as low as you can go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, it's 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 definitely one of those things for for me. I'm thinking, okay, like last night was unacceptable. We're not we're not going to get through the Obviously, we're not going to advance in this tournament. There's just I just don't see it happening. But, I mean, for me, in a way, I look at this because I try to be as positive as possible as this being some type of, like, blessing in disguise where, you know, we're going to learn from how our players are playing on at this tournament against real competition, which, you know, Jap's not really, you know, been around that yet. I mean, he's seen the videos and highlights or whatnot. But, but um, I'd like to believe... Because I'm, I'm making myself, I'm forcing myself to see a fucking silver lining in this. That he's going to gain insights about these players and how we should be playing and how to play against, you know, like a rival like Columbus Crew and make the appropriate adjustments. I mean, the guy has soccer experience out the wazoo. I mean, the guy's been around. He's played at top clubs. You know, he's, there's got to be something there that he sees that he knows what he needs to do. So that, I guess that's why I'm the way I'm looking at it. I mean, the realist part of me is thinking, you know, we're going to be at the bottom of the table next season too. You know, I just, that's just how I am and try to be, try to fight the cognitive dissonance, try to make myself be positive. So, but the, but the stadium, God bless. Yeah. It does look beautiful. They got the roof. I mean, it's not filled in, but they got the roof overhanging. I mean, it's a, it's all there. It's all there. It's a, it's a beautiful looking stadium, so we got that going for yeah. us. Yeah, and that's that's probably going to be the uh, the big talking point next year. To, to you know, I, I hope this isn't the case that to, to cover the 
shitty uh, product on the field right now. Well, but. I hope, you know, they talked about there could be some sort of regular season after this. I hope there's not, honestly. Let's just fucking shut it down. And then Sam got to see his players for three games, and he realizes 80% of them are trash, and we can we yeah. can work on it. I mean, he's never seen them play against another team in any capacity, so, you know, he finally got to see it, and I, you could just see, like, the wheels turning. He just, like, was sitting there the whole game, and, like, oh, okay right <laughs> jesus never mind <laughs> now i know what i'm dealing with here so hopefully that leads yeah. to something i'm gonna go sing a song at karaoke tonight get out of this mess now um <laughs> yep stop uh that was the john's reference yeah um, john's ran john's. john's ran ron john <sighs> miss, um, that guy. miss that guy. yeah I, I don't know i like i said i i just think that uh i, I think that there is so much that needs to occur for this team to to start consistently being productive on the field. And I, I would almost out of just the, the single fact of there's so much improvement needed that there not be a season <laughs> after this. Yeah. And that we have like time on our side to fucking make adjustments and get everything ready for um, in the season in the new stadium. But we'll see. Well, you know, I'd love to delve into our personal lives, but you know, we've been here for over an hour next time, but Nick, you're surviving, you're thriving, children are doing okay. Yep. Yeah. They're doing good. Um, yeah, no, uh, shit stories to tell anybody, um, that we're very, uh, well known for, but I promise I'll, uh, update you guys with something really juicy next time. And, um, I promise I won't. I got uh, one thing that's been keeping me going every week, every other week. Grace of India, their Vindaloo, still fueling me. It's like I go in there, mm. everyone in there is older, uh, the workers, and I'm wearing my mask, and I feel like they're judging me. <laughs> like, look at this little clown. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I almost want to apologize. I don't even know why. And they have a sign on the door that says, kitchen help needed. I'd love to be that kitchen help. I want to learn the secret of the Vindaloo, but... Not until this passes, unfortunately. Uh, Mayor's uh, mom is in a uh, COVID vaccine trial. Ooh, Pfizer. really? Yeah, Pfizer one. Apparently, it's Ooh. going well with with it. You know, that's that's my uh, inside that's... scoop, and I didn't get it from uh, little Nige, Nijkamp's son. So that's my <laughs> <laughs> scoop. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I've heard those things pay well. Like, no joke. I actually got called uh, by a research uh, lab slash company of some sorts that does trials. And they're, they're talking about, you know, doing trials for COVID-19 and like thousands of dollars to do those things. I mean, of course, you're going to die of some mysterious disease in 15 years. But right. No, I'm kidding. But I should have said that, this is, especially since Mayor's mom is. She's nice and healthy. 15 years that had to be a good run. I don't know how old she is, but that's probably the average, <laughs> the average go rate. Um, anyways, should Nick. we talk about Dave? Should we talk about Dave Flexer? Dave uh, Flexner. Is there anything First. else to say? Okay, you can cut that out. No, um, I miss the guy. You know, he had a great run as <laughs> a psycho. One, he went out in a blaze of glory. My favorite part <laughs> of uh, the D Flex scenario: the guy who sent the tweet that started a million think pieces was that like 
I I like retweeted and said basically called him a piece of shit. And he was like, and then he replied to that. It was like, what, he can have an opinion, but I can't. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Imagine being this like delusional. Was like everyone's entitled to their opinion, man. Like you're not what? No, what are you talking about? Like yeah, that was. And uh, uh, Fatai's opinion was like, I wish. No, he it wasn't anything like it wasn't like he didn't he wasn't even like black lives matter which like still wouldn't have just there's nothing that would have justified his response but like he didn't even say anything that you would think would be controversial to anyone and his response yeah. was like go start a negro league it's like where how did you make that jump that and jump, then he's yeah. like i don't know how come he can have an opinion and i can't i'm like i guess that's what's wrong with this country man sorry i don't know it's crazy <laughs> The funniest thing is just the, the the backtracking a little bit. You can see, you know, he's coming out all intense with his obvious racist bullshit. And then when he realizes that, uh, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, you're a piece of shit for saying that, whatever. You shouldn't do that, whatever. And then it's just uh, then he tries to de-escalate it down to like a point of conversation. Like, well, it's just a bit of sharing opinions. It's all opinions. <laughs> no, then Fatale or like somebody said something else and he replied, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, what? That's yeah, not just, play the, just play the game, you know? Just yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Friend, it's like, old pal, just play the like, game. Hey, not, you're actually not... not agreeing with anybody. And then people, once he got banned, people were like, how are you even going to enforce this? It's like, this is what you're worried about? Like, you know, they're doing what they can. Like, well, are you going to have a picture everywhere? Like, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, Birding's going to have a press conference like, all right, we know uh, we've had some fans seeing some racist stuff, but... Uh, we don't know how we're going to handle this, folks. He can sneak in, you know? It's like, yeah. Yes, of course he can. But, like, does he still want to be a part of this team that banned him? Like, I, at that point, I'd be like, I think I'm going to pick a new team. I don't think these guys want me anymore. The club has literally banned me. And uh, I hate the black players. So maybe I'll go somewhere else, follow the Serbian I mean, league. Dude, people re- people realize, like, this this happens, like, all the time, like, in clubs all over in Europe. Like, and they don't post like fucking wanted posters outside the stadium of these people's faces so that yeah. you know that they can't show up. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of ship exit still find a way to get into the stands. Yeah, Dave just got his season tickets for uh, FC Twenty in the Dutch league. His partner man Ron <laughs> going to games dressed as Black Pete. He's like he's found his calling. <laughs> Can you imagine like being a the kid though of like when your parents does that <laughs> daddy wins the first home game at the new stadium like <laughs> well honey i'm like, banned because <laughs> i can't wait to wear my new fc cincinnati uh jersey to the next game well your father said something stupid and no, we're i was not like actually i was there. banned for just having an opinion can you believe that honey <laughs> yeah like, daddy, yes, that doesn't exactly. seem right. it doesn't it doesn't seem right uh so r.i.p <laughs> dave uh nick final thoughts on wow what a week what a journey what a few months Boy, got our ass kicked. I'm seeing a silver lining, though. We're going to make corrections. We're going to reorganize the personnel. We're going to instill the confidence. And we're only going to lose the next couple games by a couple goals. <laughs> That's the spirit. We're also getting our ass kicked as a country. That's where I thought you were going. We're getting our ass kicked <laughs> literally home and abroad everywhere. A U.S. passport's only good for about 22 countries now, apparently. <laughs> Just depressing stuff. Uh, my final thoughts. Gutman, solid 5 out of 10. Thanks for saving the day. Uh, Start Cruz, Bench Harris, Garza, 
can't believe you just turned 40. What a run you had. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Nick, how old do you think Greg Garz is? Because I think I'm going to be shocked when I see it. Oh, God, man. You know, he looks. Oh, my God. I don't know. If, I, if, I, if I'm not looking at him and, I, and I'm judging him off the pace that I know he's capable of because I've seen him, you know, when he's on, like, not fucking broken in a thousand pieces and he's running down the field healthy, I'd say 27. Pretty close. He's 28. Seven uh, years younger than me. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. He looks like he's he grizzled. could be your uncle. He is grizzled for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for joining us on this journey of love. What, li- love, it? laugh, live, live, laugh, love. It's been a doozy. Who knows what Thursday will bring? <laughs> What's when's the third game? It's not that weekend, is it? Uh, I think they're actually discussing about whether they even let us play that third game at the cup. <laughs> not so. we, we haven't even played second. Like they're thinking of banning us from. The third Look, game. you guys, you know you're not advancing, right? Let's just save some legs here. Let you guys just head on home early. Thursday and then Wednesday. Okay, so we want us to do a double game podcast. All right, so. Whew. Excellent. Can't wait. Can't wait. Nick, thanks for finally rejoining the fray, even though, you know, you haven't missed much. Haven't it's missed been much. my it's been my honor. It's good to once again be filled with anxiety about talking on a podcast because Not I just hate about my life voice. and death. <laughs> now we have soccer to be worried about as well. <laughs> just to add on to that horrible feeling. Oh, you gotta love it. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless. God bless America. Masks on, everybody. Mm-hmm. Soccer. Awesome. Lakers. Uh, God, uh, bless. God bless. God bless. Goodbye. Goodbye.